Hello, and welcome back to another week of European Tour Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network, week one of the 2022 season, and we have a winner, Tom Jacobs, excellent selection from Thomas Peters. How did that feel? It felt good until you committed the Cardinal sin just then. What did you do? You just went European Tour Picks and Bets. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did it right off the jump. I was so good last week, too. I was trying to think, okay, welcome to the DP World Tour picks and bets. Tom Jacobs, one for one in the 2022 season. Um, no, but, that, that sounds better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was extremely nervous yesterday. Um, I'd written it off after 10 holes, 11 holes when he went, because he should have, was it nine that was the par five or 10? And... He should have basically made par on the par five, and then he missed a short. He, no, he missed a short putt on the birdie on the par four, and then par the par five, and I was like, "That's it! Like that's him done! Like he's gonna go and make a double somewhere down the back nine. And uh, but no, to be fair to, to Thomas Peters, his resolve was really good. I think, like I said before, I think it's gonna be a big year for him, and I think that showed a lot of character. And I think it helped that Hovland kind of went the wrong way on his own, and it was Sharma and Cabrera Bello as opposed to you know. Morikawa and Hovland or Rory or whatever, but um, yeah, well, I think what we said about the, the course being the new course made it a bit more volatile and it did, and I don't think we're going to see all of those people back next year. Yeah, interesting takes on Yas Wings. Um, from a viewing standpoint, loved it. You know, that's... I thought it was like, great. Yeah, yeah. I, from a from a golfer side of it, of course, I, I think you can see some visible frustration. Tyrrell Hatton's comments afterwards, um, especially about 18, were quite funny. Um, but yeah, I think overall, um, that brings out a lot of vulnerability to your point of, of what can happen on the odds board. I mean, Peters, of course, was still one of the top 15 golfers in the field last week, but Sharma, Jameson, you know, RCB, those type of golfers that were, were hanging around. Were was more some of that yeah. yeah, yep, absolutely. So that, that brings, um, a little bit different test than what we see. Of course, the elements played in, um, the fact, you know, Friday was, was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'll take that though. Every, every week I enjoy that style of, of test. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it was a great, great first week back. Um, maybe this one will be more of a straightforward test, um, that we see, um, most weeks, um, overall, but really happy for you, man. That's a big win to get off. And you were kind of on an Island, you know, you were one of the, the rare ones over there for Peters and a lot of takes across social media about, you know, Ryder cup betting him in majors, you know, going to be a force. We, that, that shouldn't have changed just because of his biggest win of his career. We always knew he had that in him. So kudos to you being on that selection. Thanks, buddy. And I think I think we were kind of saying that towards the end of last season, right? Like you were on him. I think you were, you were early on him, right? And, and you were trying to get him before this kind of happened because it's been two wins in three starts. And, um, you know, it was a Portugal Masters where he won, which actually coincidentally links to this week. Um and yeah, like there's going to be Masters tickets out there next week, um, you know, which is fine. Like I, I think that's where he probably belongs, right? And definitely the Ryder Cup. So yeah, looking forward to uh, another week. Absolutely. Um, and with that, we stay in uh, the UAE. We're going over to the Slink.io Dubai Desert Classic. Again, DP World Tour. We're having all these sponsors mixed in, new names left and right, keeping us on our toes. But Back to a familiar course in Emirates Golf Club. Um, what's your breakdown of the course? Kind of what are you looking at for the week? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a it's a very familiar course, right? It's been it's been around for you know as long as most of these golfers have been playing. 
Um, in terms of tests, you know, it, it's it's nearly 7,500 yards past 72. Um, I never really think that much into the actual layout itself. I think that, you know, I think most different golfers can compete here as long as you've got, you know, good driving and good ball striking in the way, which is, you know, most weeks. Um, but yeah, I think it, it generally, again, seems to go to one of the better players, uh, which was what was kind of what was meant to happen last week, but on a different course, it changed. But you know what you're getting here, right? You know who normally wins. Rory McIlroy's won here, you know, um, Paul Casey last year, Sergio Garcia a few years before that, Henrik Stenson, Stephen Gallagher. Um, you know, there's just, there's been people that have won here um, that you wouldn't expect. But how Tom Lee we spoke about last year, obviously, has, has been here as well. So it's been an eclectic mix, but they're just generally sort of say out of the top draw. So I wouldn't like to pigeonhole any one goal for him because of the people that we've seen recently, but. I think it's just very much goes to the form golfer. Yeah, and in in some ways it's tough to, to judge form a little bit as well because we've only seen one test of a golf course, and especially doesn't relate here. We had a few guys play in Hawaii, um, but will be interesting because um, we do see a rollover of about eighty percent of the field from last week. Um, you know, we're recording this Monday afternoon, so the odds are fully out. We don't have any DraftKings pricing as we start off the show. But that, that same trio starting up top, Rory, Hovland, and Morikawa, we see a flip between Victor and Colin this week um, in the odds market, probably due to the, the performance of last week. Um, again, from a betting perspective, I, I know neither of us uh, really touching much here. Um, I think maybe the, the emphasis you put on just having the, the longest of the three might be the best way to play it or the cheapest three on DraftKings. Yeah. Worked yeah. out for, for Victor last week. If that's going to be Colin, I feel like that's definitely kind of where my foot would be. You just can't go wrong, right? I think that's just the easiest thing to do because you the, the way the, the odds suggest and the way you think about these golfers is that all three are going to be involved on Sunday. So why not just take the guy that's the longest odds and if one of them does badly like they did last week, well, two of them really. I mean, Rory and Morikawa are both really struggling and, and Rory is right behind the eight ball and it was only one last day where he was really good. And I didn't like a lot of what Rory said. Like, he was moaning about... Uh, he, he, didn't, he tried to say he wasn't moaning, but he, he put a three iron in the bag and he said, oh, no, it wasn't quite right and I wasn't hitting it right. And I was like, look, you've had all off-season to, to choose your irons. Like, why are you trying to hit a three iron? He's like, I knew it had a left in it. Why are you hitting it then? Hit something completely different. He just doesn't, and he was moaning that he didn't get to hit a full shot. He wants to do that yep. this week, and that kind of shows a bit of a weakness to me. Like he's meant to be one of the most naturally talented golfers in the world, which he is. You can play a knockdown shot in a bit of wind. So yeah. it was um, that concerned me a bit. He'll probably come back here. He's obviously played well here in the past, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm quite happy to leave all three alone. Yeah, I agree with with the Rory takes. It's um, something that frustrates me with with his game and just kind of following overall is that that is like the side of being like what Shane Lowry is in those type of conditions and like you know knucks up and he's he's ready to go and you know whatever happens happens you'll figure it out like that just I don't see that side and, of and, and, and the problem with it is right is it looks like he's had a 12th place finish on the board and it's like yeah great Rory's in great form again and I'm like you know, yes, okay, he, won out, he came out and won the CJ Cup, and then he's been pretty average since. And, you know, he had that chance at the DP World and just was terrible, ripped his shirt, whatever, showed a bit of character. And and I want him to be good. Like, I think 
the way I come across sometimes is I'm against Roy McIlroy. It's not. I just find him incredibly frustrating. Like he's meant to be the European answer to Tiger Woods, and that is a ridiculous barometer, first of all, to put on someone. But this guy hasn't won the major for what is it now? Six years, seven years, um, and it shows. Like it really does show. Um, I read a quote about saying someone like kind of getting rich and 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 not caring anymore, and I think there is an element of that. Um, I think the hunger has gone away, and I think he realised that at the Ryder Cup. I think that's why he was so upset. Um, and everyone just kind of took that as like, oh, he's going to come out firing, and, and it hasn't really been the case. So I will pass on Rory this week, despite the fact he's a two-time winner on a golf course. Yep, yep, he's going to get to hit those full shots. He's going to be back to yeah. what he likes. He so we'll see. Um, it, the mid-range, I think, is full of, of golfers you can all make cases for once again. You know, Tyrrell had some some really good ball striking. If it wasn't for the nine on Saturday, right, on 18, he, he you know, he pars that, he wins. Um, so it's crazy to look at, you know, him. He, he definitely had a, a pullback in odds down to 18. Um, Sergio, 22 was the longest odds, who's had some, some great history here. And then we go in the trio of Paul Casey, the winner of this event last year. Um, Thomas Peters, last week's winner. And then Shane Lowry back, who odds on favorite, who couldn't have played much worse on Sunday. Um, you know, uh, so I think that that whole bunch there, sub 30 to one, has some interesting golfers. Is there anybody um, you wanted to put any money on? I'm tempted by Sergio, right? I think that he always kind of grabs my attention in these fields. Um, you know, as you said, a former winner here, third and sixth in two of the last three years. But um, yeah. Paul Casey was interesting because he played terribly. I don't know how much people followed of it, but he played terribly for the first two rounds in Singapore, right? Or the first round. And he, he rallied well to uh, to make the cut. Is that going to help him? I don't know. You know, he's been, he's, he won here last year after what was like a six-year absence and there was a top 10 before that. So I never know quite what to expect from Paul Casey. Um, but no, I've gone further down the board for me. Yeah, I, I think... Um... Sticking with a hot hand, I, I can't wait to go back to Thomas Peters, probably in a DraftKings perspective. Um, yeah. Really get into him. Like, again, it's really difficult. I think I end up making a lot of selections, building out my lineups. Just a lot more of my stances come in the lower range where we're on, and we load up our betting cards a lot more where you you can – any of these guys can probably play quite well, and I, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, you know, I think this next – four or five golfers probably stands out to where many betting cards will begin this week. Adam Scott showed quite well. Um, putter kind of put it down the way he had a three, late three putt that didn't end up uh, placing any each ways for him, which was probably frustrating for some backers. Tommy Fleetwood, I might have to put up that never again bet as I expect to wake up Friday morning to him fully in contention, only to see the four over in the wind. And it was back to scratching his way to make a cut. Um, but and that's meant to be his strength, right? That, that's, the, that's the concerning thing. Like, you you put him in because of the potential for that. Like, as soon as you heard the forecast wind on Friday, it's like Tommy Fleetwood, he fits the bill course-wise, he fits the bill in the wind, and he didn't do it. And again, I don't want to do the same, go down the same track I do with Roy McIlroy and, and just sort of, you know, dig out a guy, but he has been disappointing for a little while now. Yeah, totally agree. But... A um, couple guys that we really like um, next up here. I will let you begin with the next golfer on the odds board. Yeah, so I, I really I really do think that Bernd Wiesberg is worth looking into. I, I don't quite know whether I want to play him yet or not, um, but I think his form here is, is probably been overlooked, right? He's got three top tens here. He was sixth last year. 
uh, when he was fourth in 2015, I think it was, when Rory won. Uh, he was a, uh, the round one leader, and he hit the ball well, right, last week. He was uh, eighth in tee to green, 14th in the approach, and I think we're just missing him a little bit. Like, this is a guy that we've been on and, and said that he was sort of overlooked before 18 to one even and and now he's kind of he was nearly 33 34 to one earlier um coming down to 28s and 30s now but um i think he was worth talking about yeah um I, he's someone that i struggled to to get right and i think he is just a golfer when the number is too long you can absolutely bet on him because he's almost got a little bit of uh a patrick reed in him it feels like in the sense of that that number drifts to a certain point and just becomes bettable because of what he can do in that increased iron game down the stretch. I think carry that over another big, big year. Um, I am leaning Ian Poulter for me in this range. See him as long as 40 to one. Um, he's going to be where I'm, I'm on. You know, we see him sixth place to open up the year, um, right in the mix um, early on to start the week. Uh, and then, you know, he finished that year in this part of the world again um, with a sixth place finish as well. Um, opening 66 and then just never really got as much going the rest of the week, but he just has that, I don't know, innate ability that I, I love to contend. I know it's been a while, um, you know, seeing him in the actual winner's circle, but um, consistency of his game versus kind of what the others are in this range. We, we definitely touted him as somebody in DraftKings that was way too cheap last week. Um, I just think he's kind of falling in that range. Once again, um, you know, you're paying up a little bit more, but 40 to one for me feels pretty good. And again, that location um, ability or location form that you love looking at, I think is very strong here. Um, yeah, I, I, I think personally, he, again, is overlooked. Like he will be where I definitively start uh, my Perfect. bets as well. Um, 15th, 6th, 3rd, 16th here um, and a missed cut. Six, two sixth place finishes, uh, current form, like you said. 11th and tee screen last week. And when you look at what well, he didn't have that, you know, you, you mentioned, didn't he, that he had the kind of 66 and never really kicked on from there. But he was one of the guys that just didn't blow up. Like everyone else was kind of going for the 74, 75, 77 day. And he was just steady throughout the week. And he did in the wind what we expected the likes of Fleetwood, what you want Rory to do and things like that. So I thought that he was, uh, I thought he was really impressive. And Although he didn't go low on the Sunday and really push and contend, I do think he can do that here. Yeah, he's just somebody I love backing him. Um, he's just a fun one to root for and, and continue to bring that emotion. Um, next on, as we continue through, um, you know, Lucas Herbert, former winner here um, in that year where we got really windy, where he beat Bazaden Hoop. Um, I think Eric Van Royen will be somebody I'm targeting in DraftKings. Uh, him and that mustache have shown some decent form um, through it. But then, you know, as we get a little bit deeper, um, I think there's a few other guys that that make a lot of sense um, as well. Is there anybody here that you are eyeing? Uh, so for me, my, my next bet would be, uh, I don't know if we're quite going as far as this, but let's go with Lee Westwood, right? He yeah. has just been absolutely phenomenal uh, at this golf course. I think he's got two seconds at this golf course, three seconds in the event uh, in total, seven top tens at the golf course in total. And he was second last week, tees green, and six strokes can approach. So he struck the ball just beautifully, right? And we know with Lee Westwood that that most of the time is his game, right? That hits his driver and irons really, really well, and you just have to wait for the putts to drop. He was kind of putting that narrative to one side of late, which is why we saw the victories that we saw. 
Um, but yeah, you know, 17th last year, 50th wasn't great before that, but seventh only three years ago. It's been recent enough that I think he can come back to this golf course and contend again. Yeah, he was the one that jumped out at me this morning. Somebody that we didn't really want to venture into, um, you know, really last week. It was kind of that wait and see approach of Westwood. But yeah, those those strokes gain numbers were terrific. Really, really good approach. Um, and yeah, I think that location, there's enough in there. Um, you know, he's historically came out a little bit hot out of the gates the last couple of years in this area of the world. Um I mean, if you look what his last few finishes would be um, here, I mean, you had mentioned overall think, in the past. I think just like he he looked like he was burnt out towards the end of the year, right? He, he genuinely oh, yeah. looked like, and, and I just wondered whether we'd seen the last of him really contending like he was last year, like he had a second at Bay Hill, second at the players. Yeah. You know, he was coming off those wins on the, on the DP World Tour. Uh, Abu Dhabi uh, in 2020, um, you know, I, I kind of wondered and, and worried for him a little bit. Um, you know, he just got married. Maybe he was turning his focus to, to you know, to the future. Looking at his son, who's obviously getting his golf as well, um, which is all good and fine. And he just comes back and does what he does last week, and you just think, okay, he's still got it. Like 70, 69 over the weekend, tough conditions. Let's get him on a golf course he likes. And to your point, pretty good in the uh, in the area and time of year. Yep. Yep, I, I, I love it. I'm absolutely in with him. Um, I, you know, I, I took the risk with getting into ba- uh, Bob McIntyre last week, thinking exactly like Tommy in the sense of it should play into the elements. Incredibly disappointing miscut from Bob. You know, he, he bogeyed the par five to finish to miss the cut um, on the number. Just, just something that, you know, it just hasn't been there for him for any consistent sort of time. Going to let that be. Um, and end up laying with another golfer who can also be incredibly frustrating and going with Audrey Arnas. Um, you know, Audrey, somebody who, if, if you look through 54 holes of golf, wouldn't have thought much was intriguing of him last week, goes out and shoots a Sunday 65, co-round of the day. Him and Hendrick Stenson both shot that. Their best round was 67, so goes out early, gets that. And he has been historically, if you look just kind of on it, it's like, a streaky as streaky can get. He will run together these top tens in a row, and the next thing you know, it's falling off a cliff. So um, if he picks up some steam in the outright markets, we're going to see that number crash. It probably already has down to 66s. I saw some 80s early this morning. Um, but we know the sky high upside's there. It's the, the light version of some of the, the Peters, Min Woos that we've talked about. It's just getting over the line for the first time. Um, and I'm willing to take that bet at the number when he has the history, you know, that he does. I mean, if you look at his last six events or seven, yeah, six events in this area of the world, every single one of them inside the top 20, uh, five of those six inside the top 12. So, you know, just continuing with without form, without a ton of form that we have, maybe a little magic on Sunday carries over into some place that he feels incredibly comfortable at. And, you know, maybe a little bit narrative-based, but 2010, Miguel Angel Jimenez, 2011, Alvaro Quiros, 2012, Rafael Cabrera-Bello, 2017, Sergio Garcia, right? And Cabrera-Bello was second to Garcia, uh, to Willett, sorry, in 2016. So Spanish players have done, you know, historically well in this course, on this part of the world. Um, like you say, he's had three really good starts here. Um, you know, very, very solid. And yes, he hasn't converted them into victories, I always think that Adrian Els is probably, you know, a, a, an each way guy. He's a he's a fancy playwright, but it's gonna happen. Like eventually, like these guys just break through when and probably when people aren't on. Like and I listened back to 
my podcast last year and i imagine i must have said exactly the same thing on the show i actually picked him last year um you know and and i was pretty keen for all the same reasons you are i think like i said to you in previous podcasts before or shows before take the guy in the field like this when you can get a number like a 66 or an 80 whatever he was earlier compared to when he's going to be 33 to one and he's expected to win because that's when i think the pressure is most on like if he's a he's a favorite in Grand Canaria, like he's sitting there thinking, oh, I should win this tournament. Like I am one of the best. All of a sudden, he's he's behind three of the best players in the world, and he can just go, well, you know, anything I do this week is a bonus. That might free him up to a uh, content. Yeah, really looking forward to what he has um, this week. One other golfer I, I'm on in this range as well. Before I know, we have a heavy dose of long shots. Um, <laughs> it was great to see Takumi <clears throat> Kanaya get back up there. Um, after we mentioned him last show where, you know, Sony open did not go in his favor, um, comes across other side of the world and really shows out. Um, I don't think his finishing position last week, um, of 25th is really reflective on how well he played waking up, you know, early Thursday morning, what, I think he was six under, you know, getting, getting a chance, uh, to really make a run at Scott Jameson's, uh, great first round, uh, you know, and we know Kanaya's sky high talent. Uh, just hasn't broke through much, um, I guess, into a full contention, I would say, on, on these type of events just yet. However, um, you know, that one of the best finishes um, of his career does come at this same course. So, you know, he had that ninth place finish in January last year. So, again, good vibes, good talent. Um, coming off of a, a good last week, I think is enough. Um, and he might get a little bit of a push in the other odds market. It was as low as 55 this morning. I saw um, some 75s and 80s. So I, I just think enough for me there uh, with knowing what Kanaya has in his tank. Yeah, I think, like I said to you last week, I think I wanted to wait for him to come back over to, to this tour rather than the PJ tour. I think there's a lot of noise over there, a lot of expectation. Um, you know, these Japanese golfers, I think there's a, probably a massive media following when you go over to there. And I think you can escape a little bit of that coming to these events. I don't know if that's strictly true. I'm sort of guessing a little bit here. But I think once you've got kind of Hideki Matsuyama and you've got uh, Nakajima and there's all three of them in the field and, 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 you know, all of them are in contention, that's a lot of noise, right? You come back over here, yep. do your thing, uh, play the DP World Tour, ninth last year, a uh, good get right spot for, for Takumi Kanai. Absolutely keep it going. Enough odds in there where an elite field at the top of the board gives us some good talents down here. Um, you know, I pass it over to you on a golfer um, who you pushed your outright pick a little bit last week um, and hopefully continues to see some excellence for Chewbacca Sharma. Yeah, I think he's been um, a little bit overlooked in the market, right? I, I wasn't particularly interested. In. Um, I didn't quite know whether he would you know, push on after that, you know, second place. I don't know if that's kind of his peak. But when you look at his uh, record here, it's, you know, he's made three or four cuts. He's got two top 30 finishes. Um, kind of, you know, a little bit disappointing, I suppose, if you look at it from a, from a hole. But um, at least one of those years he was in he was in bad form. And I just think that the way he hit the ball for a long period of time last year, I mean, we spoke about it for, for weeks, didn't we? You know, of, of Sharma just being excellent tee to green. And he didn't really look that shaky yesterday. Like I thought he was pretty rock solid and, and made Thomas Peters do everything that he had to do. Like I thought it was when he hovered and it was going to put pressure on, hovered and disappeared. Um, and Sharma just kind of stayed there. I know Cabrera Bello came with a flurry at the end, but 
it really felt like Sharma was the one that's going to push him. So I think it's probably more of a DraftKings play for me than an outright bet because I think that maybe what he done last week is kind of the peak for now. But uh, I thought he was just a little bit overpriced. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's so interesting to go off of one week samples, you know. And it's that's it's not we we know the the portfolio of what Sharma has, but um, yeah, can somebody like that keep it? going to the point yeah. their odds should be should be cut in half and a lot of times the books don't take the risk of, of doing it i think they did with him i think they did with jameson um another golfer um as well that kind of falls into that mix is jeff winter um you know winter did get over the line um you know one time last year jason very happy when that happened uh, but yeah i think jeff winter is another one um, you can kind of expand on a little bit that kind of fits that bill too yeah i mean he he hasn't done anything massively here but he shot 65 in round three in 2020 it kind of suggests to me that he can get around the golf course um he's been 10th and 7th in strokes gain approach his last two eighth and ninth in t to green and you know 69th was was pretty poor the week after he won but 21st and 6th since has been fine um i just think that he was really solid last week he had like four under par rounds which was really hard on that golf course um t3 in qatar back in 2020 suggests he kind of likes a part of the world um, and I just thought that the 125 to one about him kind of suggests that people don't think it's going to carry on. Um, but, you know, he was in 13th place after that 65 in round three in 2020. And then 27th last year, you know, with a 75 on day two as well, kind of suggests to me it could have been better. It's, um, yeah, I think now a better golfer, now a winner. We probably see his best finish there. He's already gone 37th to 27th. Could he get inside the top 10 and be a really, uh, really good bet? you know, for a top 10 or maybe, a, you know, an each way, uh, I think he's definitely got potential for that. Yep, 100%. Um, I'm going to go with another golfer here that we're both aligning on. I think makes a makes a ton of sense. There's always somebody in the market that I love to see when a bet aligns to, and it's your, your third party now um, on Lost for Words and Bradley Todd, arguably one of the, the best handicappers in the world, and he likes Ashen Wu with us this week. Um, you know, we, we look at Ashen's kind of up and down history. Um, you know, he's somebody who has won more than, than many kind of in this range um, and kind of just has these flashes. And, and where those consistently have come is another, if we go back to kind of this location, you know, in this area of the world. I mean, he has multiple top 12 finishes, three out of the last four times when he has played um, in this neck of the woods. He has had um, strong finishes, both at this course, the ninth and the sixth, the last two times we have seen him. And then he pops up with a, a strong Sunday, specifically that I noticed last week. His irons were exceptional um, on Sunday. Again, if you're looking into like, you know, a, a momentum type of thing, him and Arnas really stood out um, from me on the, those last ways finishes. But what else do you have on Ashton um, that gets us on him this week? I mean, I, I'm just looking back to a tweet, and that's what I was doing while you were talking there. And I think it was the Saudi, where he was like 700 to 1 on our exchanges over here. And I put him up basically on the fact that he plays the Middle East well. Um, and he just finished tied ninth here. Um, he'd finished tied 13th, I think, in that event, the, the Saudi event the week before or the year before. And I just think, you know, tied 16th, tied 12th, his last two, tied 12th at Abu Dhabi was a good showing, full seat and straight scan approach. He's five out of six cuts made here with those sixth and ninths that you've already referenced there. Um, 
we know what Ashamu is. Like we know where he performs, and this is one of them. I mean, he was the 54 hole leader uh, in 2020 and shot a final round 77 to kind of slip away. But even then, it was only sixth place. Um, and then the ninth was a bit more of a back door and just a very solid week. But that's that's fine for me. Like you know, even the 37th and the 24th are decent. You know, results for someone in this range. And it's just been a complete clip. Me and Brad spoke a lot about him earlier as well. Like you said. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty happy that the three of us line on him. Yeah, I'm excited for him. He's the one that stood out to me right away when kind of combining a few of the different metrics we look at. Um, two more picks, one for you, one for I, before we kind of do a, a little rundown of the values. I'll let you go first this time. Very kind of you, because it's, it's good, because I've got something to say to you. Uh, Matthew Pavon. Um, I mentioned earlier that there's links to, to the Portugal Masters, and, and I've got a load of stuff written down here uh, as to why there's a link, but just go and look at the leaderboards and the winners at Portugal in this event, because rather than me wasting my breath. Um, but he was second in Portugal in 2021. He's been 11th and 24th here, and he was tied fifth after 36 holes in 2019. Uh, he's been fourth in uh, tee to green in the last 15 weeks. And I think 19th in strokes gain approach. That might be my really bad reading. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just been really solid uh, tees agreed and just likes his part of the world. I think he's an improver. I hope he's an improver. Otherwise, this could be a bit of a wasted bet. But at 200, 201, 251, I'm happy to find out. Do we have a confirmation on his withdrawal last week? Because he was in the field Wednesday night and did not uh, tee off. Um, I know he got replaced late into the week. We had a couple of those. Um, any confirmation? No, which means I haven't looked enough into it. Um, but I imagine maybe it was because of COVID, because Beauregard yeah. was out of COVID as well. Yeah, um, Beauregard. That's what I'm, was, uh... He was in isolation, Beauregard. I'm just hoping it's the same for Pavon, because uh, if there's anything else, I assume he wouldn't be here. Yeah, so I guess we'll do some digging into that if we get any answers. Um, uh, just trying to pull up his Instagram, posted a, somebody tagged him in a video. It doesn't look like he's shown that he's anywhere in the area, but he probably was judging as he literally did not withdraw until uh, either Thursday morning or, or late Wednesday yeah. night. Um, we've reached the point of the show uh, where there's going to be one more selection. And before we get into it, I'll take this time to let you know that we have all our podcasts available in audio formats. Um, you can find us at Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets, The Mix. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. It goes a long way to building up uh, this platform. And always thankful for Pat and Mayo Media Network. I'm our producer for the time they put in the efforts to give us this lovely show that is backed around one man and potentially one man only getting a win in 2022. We need this. Guido Migliazzi, if you're listening, we need it. And it's no better time when, when it's 250 to one. They're just hanging these juicy numbers down. I think he might have done it on purpose. He might have finished dead last on purpose last week to just give us a better number for the future. What are your thoughts on Guido? Uh, my thoughts are we need to stage an intervention. Um, it's been a while since he was good, Sky. Um, it, it's been, what, what was it, the, the Dunhill links, he was okay. Uh, top 20 there. Um, it's rough dude like he is in bad shape and i remain positive with you all the time on guido migliazzi and i hope he comes back and i hope it's this week at 250 to one the one positive i will say about guido migliazzi 
is that we know that the upside of Guido Migliozzi is far exceeds 250 to 1. Um, so if you're taking 250 to 1, absolutely fine. My concern, and the reason I feel like I need to stage an intervention, is I think you would back him at 25 to 1. And that's where I think we're running into trouble. Well, I don't think we have to jump that hurdle just yet. Um, yeah. we maybe have a little time to get there. I'll just remind people, he did open last year with a miscut. Comes back, you know, 44th, 33rd. Then he finishes second. Should have won. I'm still mad at Antoine Rosner for making that putt. So, you know, we have a second there. We have multiple seconds. Old Richard Bland out here, of course, you know, doing what he did to Guido's heart and mine, um, you know, that week. Guido also, don't forget, you know, he finished fourth at the U.S. Open. He's in the Masters coming up here. So maybe this is a big play to end up, you know, well, this, 1,500 this is to where... one. Danny Willett won uh, before winning the Masters, right? So this is so Guido Migliozzi uh, did shoot a 67 in round two last year to uh, to help him towards a 44th place finish in this event, uh, which was his first make cut of two. Um, great, 250 to one. What about if they give us the double, the 250 now and the 250, you know, the 300 for the Masters? Think they'd let me put that up this week? I mean, yeah, I think they've got your hand off the, the $250 the Masters. Okay. Um, okay. No, look, I, 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 no, in all seriousness, like he, at 250 to one, you just, there's people down in that range that you just don't need to do too much digging. Like, I think a lot of the time you're betting about short numbers last year. Uh, you had to justify it. And most of the time it was his ball striking. I think once you're this number, even like a Francesco Laporta is like exactly the same price. Uh, Daniel Gavins, like people we know the upside of Puregard, I was quite keen on before he pulled out last week. Um, you know, these guys here are all a big price. Um, it might just be they're a big price for a reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can definitely. I just tried to sell you your Matthew Pavon and I didn't even remember that he pulled out. So, yeah, you know. he could very well not be in the field. So that's a leg yeah. up for Guido. Um, yeah. But he will beat but, Matthew Pavon. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if we. Dive through again, dumpster dive here at the at the bottom. Players, these guys will probably end up uh, likely to be in the six Ks, uh, high sixes, maybe low sevens. Um, golfers down here. Is there any shouts as you go through? Um, I guess I'll do the in and out. We'll, we'll go in and out here. Uh, Christopher Broberg. In. Okay, Lucas Biergaard. In. Danny Van Tonder. Out. Um, Alexander LeVay. No, out. Daniel Gavins. In. Yeah, I think he's interesting too. Um, Yox Kruitz. Wait for South Africa. Okay. Um, Ross Fisher. In. Because this neck of the For one week where... only, birdie streaks. Yeah, yep. Uh, man, it gets thin as we go down here. Is Jackson Bra down there? Uh, he will be. He'll for sure be. What is he? He's as long as 500 to 1. Yeah, I, I think he's intriguing. He's one to watch this year. It, it, it's just when you've got a golfer that only struggles because of an injury, it's just when you back them, right? I mean, we saw it. Yeah. A complete extreme example of that is Andrea Pavan last week. Like He was coming Jackson up. Bruff. He was coming up. He yeah. was. I so, think so that, just wanted to just keep your eyes on if he's going to be back to health. You know, that was the issue. Somebody asked us last week, would you be betting, you know, Pavan in the same way um, that we talked about? Who, who did they mention him with? 
Somebody oh, Haotong. It was Haotong. Yeah. Um, so kind of in that um, same neck of the woods. I, the I will make my public apology for, for writing off Andrea Pavan last week. Um, I did tell the person uh, if they like money, they shouldn't back him. Uh, and I hope they just ignore me when they're ahead with it anyway, because uh, he played very well. All right. Um, we'll just get a couple more. Miguel Angel Jimenez. Ow. <laughs> he played well in the Champions Tour last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This isn't the Champions Tour. Darren Fitchard, if we stay with the old guys. Oh, he's probably someone that needs to get on the Champions Tour. Uh, he, he, would do, uh, he would be amazing. He would, he would absolutely tear up the Champions Tour, wouldn't he? Yeah. I'll tell you who's going to talk to the Champions Tour. I just want to go off topic a little bit. David DeVal is back on is on the Champions Tour now, right? He's making a bunch of starts, yeah. <sighs> That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's so, huge news. Um, that, I got, I got one... One, I guess two golfers here. We'll wrap it up. Um, Josh Hill did play last week. We mentioned him. The amateur won at Yas Links to get in there. Has a decent pedigree. He came out really hot, if you notice. He, he was did. like three or four under early. Did not make the cut. Um, decent, uh, again, amateur pedigree. But, however, we have a better amateur in the field this week. Um, did you see or are you familiar with Sam Bennett? The only reason I'm familiar with Sam Bennett is because when I put in the the 15 week current form tracker on the website, he was the only person that hasn't played uh, in, in an event that counted. Uh, so that's the only thing I know about Sam Bennett. So hit me with your uh, knowledge. Okay, so he's the fifth best amateur in the world right now. Um, he okay. would be right. He would be in line for Corn Ferry Tour card, um, like some of those other guys, uh, based off the PGA Tour view. Um, yeah. Last year, he had four victories, um, multiple other um, top five finishes. I remember him very well because I backed him, actually, in the event, no surprise, last year. Um, he got into the Valero Texas Open because he yeah. had won the old Waverly the week, the week before at the same course. This is perfect. This is as good as you can get amateur. He probably shot a hundred each day it was miserable so he did come back and finish his college rest of the years strong i have no idea how he got in this event literally none and then he's out here taking selfies on the the big dubai stage with these guys he was with all of um these top players in this event i'll tag you in it and show you so um he's got talent really really big talent we'll probably see him on the corn Ferry tour um later this summer but someone just keep your eye on um he's probably he, 6k He's in because of the he led the PJ Tour U Velocity Global ranking, so yeah, that is okay. why he is here. Um, so okay. I guess a sponsor thing, right? But Texas A&M senior, um, you know, you just outlined everything that I, you know, I don't need to say. Um, great, you know, you know, Akshay Batia, right? One last week, like these guys are are ready to go. Um, so yep, Sam Bennett sounds good to me. Yep, maybe throw him in a little DraftKings sleeper one percent. At 6100 6, I guess, is price. So, um, all right, let's wrap it up with our betting cards here. Tommy, we'll go first. Yep, so for me, it's uh, definitely Ian Poulter, uh, 40 to 1 or 45 to 1. Lee Westwood, uh, 70 to 1, 66 to 1. Jeff Winter, 125 to 1. Ashwin Wu, 150 to 1. And Matthew Pavon at 200 to 1. Uh, I haven't decided yet what to do with Bernd Wiesberg. And Sharma, right? You were looking at and Sharma, yeah, Sharma as well. Yeah, 
Um, for me on the DP World Tour, going back with my selections here, Ian Poulter, 40 to 1, Adri Arnaz, 66, Lee Westwood, 70, Takumi Kanaya, 75, Ashen Wu, 150, and Guido, take it to the window, Migli Atsi at 250. Um, if we have a lot of a line this week, Tom, I like we it. You're coming in hot. You're hitting winners. You know, you can't win every single tournament if you don't win the first. So we exactly. could rip the whole that year, Tom. If we could just alternate, that'd be great. And if it's Guido, that'd be great. Let's go Peter's Guido. Let's go, I don't know what event we've got next, but let you know, let's just chuck in how song again. You know, this would be great if we can just get some triple digit winners. Um, yes. wasn't quite that with Thomas Peters last week, but Guido would be nice. Amen. It'll pay for your Ryder Cup. Hey, it's very true. Very true. Well, I appreciate you, Tom. Congrats again on the big winner. Thank you, buddy. Um, and again. you. We uh, appreciate everybody's support. If you can rate, review, subscribe, like our page on YouTube. Again, DP World, uh, Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. I'm looking forward to having you guys all along for another great year. Enjoy your afternoon.